Welcome to Taiwan Report, news and analysis from Taiwan. I'm Donovan Smith. Up today on the show, a temple bans incense burning. U.S. senators express support. The PRC does another flyby. Taiwan slams the Jimmy Lai arrest. The latest on the KMT chair race. And President Tsai takes a stand on transitional justice. But first up is, of course, the COVID-19 virus. Reading today from Focus Taiwan, five new cases of COVID-19 announced, bringing total to 39 CECC. Now, four of the cases, the new cases, three nurses and one custodian likely caught the virus through contact through the 34th case, a woman who spent time in the hospital before her diagnosis, the CECC said. Now, this is the first hospital outbreak this time. If you recall, during SARS back in the day, there was a one hospital was shut down and isolated. And it was quite traumatic for the people in the hospital. All right. More cancellations from the Taipei Times. Tainan, Taichung postpone World Orchid exhibitions. Now, these are both fairly major shows. For example, the Taichung one uh, attracted 200. 10,000 visitors last year, creating 11.3 billion NT dollars in export opportunities. So it's a fairly major event. Now, in Taichung, Mayor Lu Xiuyen said that the Triennial World Orchid Conference, which was scheduled to be held from March 9th to 18th, would be postponed to a later time in 2020 after COVID-19 has subsided. Now, this is probably a good choice. In other news, as it says here, Taipei 101 and Pacific Sogo department stores yesterday began taking the temperatures of shoppers, denying entry to those with readings of 37.5 Celsius or higher. Longshan Temple to ban incense burning from March 13th. Reading here from Focus Taiwan, Longshan Temple, one of Taipei's oldest and most popular temples, announced Friday it will ban the use of incense from March 13th due to environmental and health concerns. Quote, it is okay to pray with your hands as long as you are sincere, said a community chief in the Wanhua district, where the 281-year-old temple's located. The, the ban represents an extension of the temple's candle-burning ban introduced in May 2019. Now, this is interesting because there's several temples have done this now, including the Xingtian Temple that did it in um, August of 2014. But there's a lot of these uh, traditional customs that a lot of people now are objecting to. For example, there have been some moves that were falsely reported. There was some fake news about how the government was going to try and ban all incense burning, and that was not actually the case, but it created quite a backlash among religious conservatives. Now, there are other other similar traditions, like obviously the candles, the burning, and the burning of paper money at funerals. What's been happening is there have been efforts to, and these are this paper money is meant to you burn it and then it goes into the afterlife to provide money for your ancestors. Now the money's obviously fake. Now there have been several efforts. In some cases, they've created paper or fake credit cards to burn, so you don't have to burn so many pieces of paper. In other cases, governments have asked people to bring the paper together so that they can actually burn them in incinerators where they can control the 
output of the pollution. Another custom, another traditional custom, is the fattening of pigs for slaughter. That's another one that animal rights activists object to. All right, from Focus Taiwan, senators urge U.S. to send high-level delegation to Tsai's inauguration. Three American senators on Thursday introduced a resolution calling on U.S. President Donald Trump to send a high-level official delegation to attend the inauguration of President Tsai Ing-wen on May 20th. In a non-binding measure, Republicans Cory Gardner and Jim Risch and Democrat Ed Markey, all of whom sit on the Senate's Foreign Relations Committee, commended Taiwan for its January 11th elections and congratulated Tsai on winning a second term as president. Now, the legislation is not has not yet been assigned to a committee, but it send it, it sends a message. And if it goes out of committee, then possibly they'll vote on it. The problems are is it's a non-binding B. This is in line with other legislation encouraging high level contacts. But so far, that hasn't really been happening. And three, President Tsai has already announced that she's going to scale back her inauguration. How much? We don't know. She's going to consult with experts on how much to do so. So we don't even know if it's going to happen. But it's worth noting that there is absolutely nothing stopping the United States government under any of the agreements that it's signed from sending anybody from the U.S. government, including the president himself, from attending the inauguration. Also from Focus Taiwan, Chinese warplanes fly near southwestern Taiwan, Ministry of National Defense. Chinese warplanes flew in the skies southwest of Taiwan Friday afternoon, and the move has been monitored closely by the country's military. This has been happening quite a bit recently. Taiwan government condemns Hong Kong media tycoon's arrest. Taiwan's government on Friday condemned the arrest of Hong Kong pro-democracy businessman Jimmy Lai by Hong Kong police on charges of illegal assembly and intimidation. In a press statement, the Mainland Affairs Council expressed concern over Lai's arrest and urged the Hong Kong government to protect the right of its people to assemble as guaranteed by its basic law. Now, Jimmy Lai is the man who founded Apple Daily, both here and back in Hong Kong, as well as Next Magazines. Now, the Taiwan ones, he's long since divested of them. But in Hong Kong, he's been a very, a very vocal supporter of the pro-democracy movement. And as it notes here, he's believed to be a major financier of Hong Kong's pro-democracy movement, according to some media reports. Now, he was charged with intimidation in relation to an incident on June 4th and 2017th, which he reportedly cursed at a reporter who works for a, the pro-Beijing Oriental Daily during a prayer rally commemorating the 1989 Tiananmen Square incident. And the Hong Kong police have also confirmed that he has been detained with with two other activists for participating in an unauthorized demonstration on August 31st. Now, it's good to see that Taiwan's government has been standing firm on this. And it's no, worth noting Joseph, Joseph Wu, the top di diplomat from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs here in Taiwan, Noted on Twitter, right when the when Taiwan commemorates the February 28th, 1947 massacre and say no more to authoritarianism, we are saddened to learn about Jimmy Lai's arrest, he tweeted. All right. The Philippines and the U.S. are considering new military pacts, according to various reports. 
Now, this has been in uh, in a lot of different media. Right now, I'm looking at The Hill. A new media pa- military pact between the Philippines and the U.S. is reportedly under consideration. The Defense Department was left, quote, extremely concerned after Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte, who said he plans to set- step down after this year, ended the two-decade-old visiting forces agreement this month. Now, diplomats from both countries are looking for ways and means to see how we can come up with something similar. Philippine ambassador to the U.S. said at a forum in Manila. Now, the VFA, there's a 180 day grace period after it after it was canceled for them to come up with a new agreement. Now, the as it says here, the uh, again, the. The Philippine ambassador said, quote, I am confident our relationship with the United States will remain and a newly formed agreement between the new nations reportedly could look more like the Philippines military relations with Australia and Japan. And he said that a proposal to replace the terminated contract could be ready within the next two months. All right. Over to the KMT chair race, Halong Bin made some interesting comments. Now, he said that and he's a candidate. He's one of the two candidates for KMT chair. He said on a radio show that President Tsai Ing-wen's comments that the Republic of China is already an independent nation. Taiwan does not need to declare independence. Now, he said that this is essentially a hidden or sneak way of creating Taiwan independence. And he says it's against the spirit of the Constitution. Now, he also went on to say that young people, they don't look into it too, too carefully. And so they figure that what she said is just fine. But this is just a fake exterior shell, meaning Tsai using the Republic of China as a, as a shell to cover a move toward Taiwan independence. And he says it's against the spirit of the Constitution and that this needs to, this concept of protecting the Republic of China needs to be made clear so that young people in particular understand what it means. All right. Now, the KMT has removed 1,000 members from its roles, but Johnny Chang says he fears there could be even more. This is from New Talk. Now, it in this article, it was interesting that it points out that there have been a, a lot of new members have been coming in recently from the Huang Fuxing military veterans faction, which is very, very deep blue, and also from specific areas of the country like Zhanghua and Hualien. All right, over to the Taipei Times. NSB must declassify documents. Tsai. President Tsai Ing-wen yesterday said that she has instructed the National Security Bureau to declassify files requested by the Transitional Justice Commission within one month, with the exception of, of the few that cannot be published due to legal restrictions. Now, moves on. And regarding the files the commission has requested, such as those relating to the deaths of political activist Lin Yixiong's family members and Carnegie Mellon University assistant professor of statistics Chen Wencheng, the bureau must, quote, maximize transparency and minimize restrictions for public use, she said. 
the government's efforts to promote human rights education would continue, Tsai said, adding that the Control UN's soon-to-be-established National Human Rights Commission should endeavor to ensure that the concept of human rights takes root in Taiwan. Now, both of those two cases have never been officially solved. Almost everybody assumes that it was tied to the Taiwan Garrison Command either directly or through proxies. For example, the assistant professor Chen, he had come back from Taiwan. He was questioned to come back to Taiwan to visit his family. He was questioned by the Taiwan Garrison Command and then a day or so later was thrown out of a window or jumped out of a window or whatever. Uh, Lin Yixiong's family, this was a massacre. Now, he was with the Dong Wai at the time, and initially they blamed these murders on a foreigner, but then eventually let him go. He just passed away uh, recently, an Australian man. And the what happened is the somebody or some people went in to Lin Yixiong's home and basically slaughtered his family, and but only one of his children survived who was shot but lived. Now, the case has never been officially has never been officially solved or closed exactly, but the, the most recent re- release of information came out that the, the suspected perpetrator made a call from the home at the time, but all the records are missing. Now, in some cases, it does appear that the records were actually destroyed, but there's a lot of people who suspect that records may still exist, especially at the National Security Bureau, which is why Tsai's involvement here and direct ordering may actually help move this forward. Now, Lin Yixiong is still alive and still widely honored for his contributions in the past. All right, a few articles to check out today. In Foreign Policy... Uh, Check out Taiwan wants to help the fight. Sorry, to help fight the coronavirus. WA won't let won't let it. That's an interesting article makes a strong case in focus. Taiwan tech experts help helped make Taiwan's mask rationing system a success. It's quite a long piece, but it's quite interesting to see how it worked and definitely shows Taiwan in a good light and how it's been reacting. Overall, the response in Taiwan to the coronavirus has been quite good and has been praised from a lot of corners. In the national interest, a war in the South China Sea would reshape Asia and the world. This talks about a potential war over the South China Sea or Taiwan and how it could happen and what could happen then. It's not exactly a cheerful read. Over at Lauren Cha, the KMT's hard red turn really isn't as weird as you think. Part two, I recommend also checking out part one. This traces similarities between the KMT and the CCP and goes quite a lot into the details, including into the KMT's Leninist roots and how both the CCP and the KMT have developed along, in many ways, similar lines. It's interesting reading. And finally, at Taiwan Report, our very own website, an article called Taiwan Quick Take, Hanguoyu's Stunning Deep Blue Gaffs on 228, which is written by me. Now, remember, if you go to Taiwan Report, the URL is report.tw, 
check out all the articles. The English articles that I referred to today in today's report are all up there, plus my Taiwan quick take. And, of course, the latest Taiwan reports. You can see them all there. Be sure to check out our site. All right. Tune in tomorrow. The news is ongoing. Lots more coming up, I'm sure. Look forward to tomorrow. This has been brought to you by the Taiwan Report. For more content like this, become our patron at report.tw. Oh, it's that Taiwan cat. I like my Taiwan cat.